0: Welcome, friends, to our fourth Universalist service video. My name is Reverend Schuyler Vogel. I serve as the senior pastor here at the congregation, and thank you so much for watching this. What follows is a selection from our May 9th service, themes around Mother's Day, parenting, and family. In this video, you'll hear the reading and my reflection, and then we hope you'll stick around for a conversation around parenting and family and mothering Uh, between me and our director of religious education, Ember Kelly. Uh, It should be a good, good chat. You're invited to check out our, this video and our audio podcast each week uh, to recap our services posted on the website, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and whatever your favorite podcast streaming site is. Now, if you like what you see, we hope you will give us a positive review, the like comment, share, help subscribe spread the word of Fourth Universalist a little further. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy.
1: This morning's poem is by Dee Nursky, an Estonian-born American poet who has been named the Poet Laureate of Brooklyn. His free verse lyric poems explore subjects both intimate and political, children, families, love, and the effects of war. The poem we read today is entitled Only Child and reflects on the special relationship of parent and child. I cradled my newborn daughter and felt the heartbeat pull me out of shock. She didn't know what her hands were. She folded them. I asked her, was there a place where there was no world? She didn't know what a voice was. Her lips were the shape of a nipple. In the park, the child says, watch me. It will not count unless you see. And she shows me the cartwheel, the skip, the tumble, the tricks performed at leisure in midair, each unknown until it is finished. At home, she orders, see me eat. I watch her curl on herself, sleep. As I try to leave the dark room, her dreaming voice commands me, watch. Always we pass the seesaw on the way to the swings, but tonight I remember the principle of the lever. I sit the child at one end, I sit near the center, the fulcrum. At once she has power to lift me off the earth and keep me suspended by her tiny weight, she laughing. I, stunned, at the power of the formula.
0: A few weeks ago, I had my first solo adventure with our new baby. Like many new parents, we found there is nothing that baby Rowan likes more than rolling around in the stroller. In the early days, no matter what he was feeling, no matter how bumpy the ride, you put him in that stroller and he fell instantly asleep and was content on this particular day, there was a big sale at the local bookstore, 20% off of everything. And as two big readers, my wife and I had to go. Having no alternatives, Rowan came along. We weren't quite comfortable yet bringing him into the crowded interior space. They don't have infant masks yet, as cute as those might be. So we decided that Christian would go shop for books and I would go take Rowan. Now this bookstore happens to be a block away from one of the great religious landmarks in New York City, the Cathedral of St. John the Divine. By some measures, it is the largest church in the Americas, the sixth largest in the world. It is massive. Now, not knowing how long my wife would be looking at books, I decided to go. I hadn't been there since the pandemic began and thought it'd be fun to pal around with Rowan in such a beautiful space. The first challenge upon rolling on up was immediately transparent. There was no ramp the, for strollers at the front entrance. So I steeled myself and picked the stroller off with Rowan in it and carried it over two flights of stairs, feeling a bit silly as people watched. We arrived at the doors, which were narrow and not automatic, so I struggled again to get them open and then push the stroller through. And so much so that the attendant had to intervene to help. Rowan seemed only loosely aware and continued to sleep. I started to wonder a bit whether I was being unreasonable. Did people not bring babies here? Was this all, all this effort a sign that I should be content just rolling him around outside and not taking him in? But once I got him actually in the door, to the checkout, the beauty of the cathedral was temporarily distracting. If you have never been inside, you should do it. Get the chance. That cathedral has few rivals in its size and artistry. It makes Fourth Universalist look like a humble country church. As we entered, we were confronted with towering ceilings, colorful stained glass, vibrant with light and massively tall pillars. If you go further in, the cathedral changes and you reach a part that remains unfinished. Contrasting sharply with the refined stone and glass near the entrance, this part is dark and ruinous. It has an ancient quality. In the front, you feel your heart lifted up to the heavens, but further in, it burrows into a deep, unformed, dreamlike space. Around it all are a series of chapels where individuals and in small groups can find intimacy among all the grandness. Beyond the physical beauty, upon entering the cathedral, you are also struck by the silence. If you have ever been to New York, you know it is loud, but the great stone walls quiet the noise. It is a refuge, a profound opportunity for reflection and stillness, a chance just to sit and be at peace in one of the most beautiful spaces in the city, undisturbed by anything. At least it is normally had Rowan upon immediately rolling in, not started wailing. I was taken immediately by surprise. He had never been upset while in his stroller. He was indisturbable it was what solved whatever baby rage was previously unsolvable. And yet here he was. I tried to comfort him, although I was distracted because I or really Rowan had gained the attention of the other people who were there, who were presumably there to appreciate the quiet grandeur of the space, not to hear a five week old baby crying the top of his lungs echoing throughout this grand sanctuary. So we scrambled, finding the closest set of chairs to us. Maybe he was hungry, and he could eat. So I pulled out his bottle. I gave it to him. And then I found out way too late that the top of that bottle was not attached properly. So suddenly I and Rowan and the floor and our stroller were all wet. I took a deep breath and tried to regain my composure sitting there struggling with him and the bottle and everything else while the eyes of others were on us, I felt sheepish and embarrassed. We had just arrived and immediately created a scene. I imagined getting berated by cathedral staff or other visitors for the audacity of bringing in an unpredictable baby. I tried to find myself playing through different retorts to those chides in wishing that I had memorized more scripture passages about children being blessed to defend my right to be there. Eventually Rowan settled down, thank God. He ate what was left in that bottle and relaxed. But the imagery stuck with me of a little baby in a grand cathedral Family, it seems I am coming to learn dwells in this contrast between the cathedral, this grandness and a tiny small child, between experiencing the world as big and also small, grand, but also subtle as opening up and closing in, between what the world tells you matters, it's flashy and shiny and what really truly does. Family, like the cathedral and like Rowan that day, is an experience that offers access both to the infinite and also the finite. A chance to open ourselves to the biggest and most impressive wonders of the world. The possibilities of human spirit made real in stone and light and faith, but also in the littlest, the humblest, the most innocent, made flesh in the cries and soothing of a child, And their father. Expanding up, you become the steward of a new life. Your family grows. You begin a relationship that will hopefully last a lifetime. You learn to see life with new eyes, new relationships with our parents, widen our world. Suddenly, there is so much more to pay attention to. But at the same time, parenting is grounding. It pulls us inward. We stay home more. We focus more on family. We celebrate small accomplishments, not grand ones. Small ones like a healthy diaper or an extra hour of sleep that is too long in coming. I love the words found in the children's book called Old Turtle, Questions of the Heart by Douglas Wood. In it, family is described as the world made small enough to hold. It is big and little all at the same time, opening up and looking inwards. The gift of parenthood and of family is that through our relationships with those we love, we gain access to the greatest wonders of the world. Through one another, all is possible. So often our society promises that we can find happiness, wholeness and the great meaning out there somewhere, but in family, we find the world distilled, the great possibilities of the human heart and its fulfillment embodied right within our humble home. This is true for all human relationships that are life-giving, for mothers, for fathers, for children, grandparents, close friends. Through one another, we access the universe and all the gifts it offers. Before we left the cathedral that day, Rowan and I sat down again together. He was calmed. He rested peacefully in my arms, looking up at me and the cathedral around him, trying to understand as best as he could and take in this strange new place. And I sat there, calm, again, myself, taking in his warmth and the tranquility of that sacred space, glad to be sharing it with him. In our first solo adventure together, in our effort to calm and rest and relax and feed, we had a tender back and forth of parent and child. Our worlds both expanded in the vastness of the cathedral and shrank down to just two of us, touching the infinite wonder of that space and the intimate, humble concern of a little one needing to feel happy and well. The sacred cathedral, I would like to believe, understood that simple truth, that the beauty of a child, the humble beauty, and the tenderness of a family shines as true and lovely as the finest and grandest church. We human beings need both. The chance to be small in the universe, but also blessed by each other. Each of us a baby dwarfed by a grand cathedral. Each of us a parent, each of us in a relationship with one another amidst the vastness of a world made real by our love. So may we cherish this blessing that through each of us in our relationships, the world is made small enough to hold. That is where the beauty is, no matter how much crying and spilling is involved along the way. May it be so for all of us, amen. Reverend Schuyler, it's really great to
2: get to sit down with you to uh, reflect a little bit on parenting on this this Mother's Day uh, Sunday.
0: Yeah, well, as you know, Ember, I'm a new parent. Uh, Rowan reached six is six weeks as of uh, an hour ago, um, an hour and 10 minutes ago. Exactly, actually, I think. Uh, no, maybe 20 <laughs> minutes. So I'm new. I'm in the thick of it. Uh, we're learning a lot, uh, you know, a little bit more sleep deprived than normal. But um, but yeah, it's fun to celebrate the very first Mother's Day uh, with my wife too. And it's a new experience for us and, and good, yeah. You
2: know it, it is definitely a a new parent thing to have calculated down to the hour uh, what what week uh, <laughs> your, your your new baby is at that is a new parent experience i think i remember doing the same thing it,
0: there's all these you know all these books and websites and apps about like oh then it's six week this is what happens apparently it's one of the worst weeks um there's but it also it's a, all better from here uh Internal like clock sort of starts forming, and it's uh, they're less fussy. So, so mm-hmm. we're excited for that. Yeah.
2: Well, you mentioned in the message
0: like that you know the small victories that, that
2: parents have, like one more hour of sleep. So, I have to ask, how is the the new parent a lack of sleep experience for you?
0: Yeah, you know I'm. This week, it's been a bit like two steps forward, one step back. Uh, you know, it's, he's not at all sleeping through the night. Um, but there was a night a couple of nights ago where he only woke up once in the night, um, which was great. Uh, nothing ever like that had ever happened before. And then, of course, the next night, it was a disaster. So, you know, we celebrate what we can. Uh, we take night shifts. Uh, so I get one night and Kristen gets the next night and uh, um, try to do it so our schedules gets kind of aligned when we have big things in our life to do. So, um, so, you know, overall it's a good, it's a good, good system. And, and, you know, he's a good, happy, babe he never cries, uh, without a reason, which is really good. So we can always identify what the issue is, you know, diaper, gas, hunger, whatever. Um, so it's never just like constant upsetness.
2: Yes. uh, Gosh, the, I remember that, that refreshed one night of good sleep feeling, uh, that that (laughs) feels familiar. Uh, so. Obviously, as you write uh, a reflection on a Sunday, you have to cut down things, you have to um, leave out stories, leave out special moments uh, and keep things focused. And so half the reason that we created this, this extra reflection time was to dive a little bit deeper. So are there any special parenting moments of these first six weeks that have really been a big highlight for you outside of the one that you also shared for the reflection?
0: Yeah. You know, we uh, we really enjoyed taking him on walks, um, going into the Central Park and rolling him along in the stroller. That's a real joy. Uh, It's been fun having him meet the few people that he has, Uh, you know, during the pandemic, you know, we're pretty isolated, insulated. And um, my wife's uh, mother was here for a a number of weeks. And my mom's coming uh, this Monday, tomorrow. So that'll be fun too. And just seeing him grow and kind of having these little developmental steps, um, he rolled really early. Um, he rolled like within the first few weeks, uh, from his uh, stomach to his back, which um, was a big step. Uh, and he continues to do it. And, you, and he's starting to lift his head up and actually kind of like brace and look around and, and be able to make eye contact is really big. And sometimes smile and laugh. So um, it's cool. Uh, it's cool. You can see his little little being coming into into formation here.
2: So, well, I mean, so for, if we're going to take things more theological, since we are, you know, reflecting on a, on a sermon, you know, I think that there's, as, as a parent as well, like there, there is some uniqueness, if you let it, in that experience of, of having a whole other person, like it's, it's this whole new person who you have no control over. I think about my, my oldest, Jude, This morning uh, he woke up. He's seven, going on eight, and later this year, uh, and he uh, was sitting around reading a book while while I made breakfast. And I said, "Oh, Jude, do you know what day it is? It's it's Mother's Day." And his immediate response was, "Does that mean that Mama gets to pick out everything that we do today?" (laughs) And you know, you just never know what to expect. Like here, I'm thinking, like, okay, he's gonna wish me happy Mother's Day he'll give back a big hug when, when he sees her in the morning. Uh, but no, does that mean I don't get to pick what we're doing? (laughs) You you just don't, you don't have control over kids. It's this experience of, of the other, you and I have been reflecting on that theologically in other contexts.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have this person that has really come from you. Uh, in a, a way, and so you feel this ownership over it or this sense of like, I created you, it was our decision to bring it into the world, bring you into the world, like, you know, everything, you know, they live dependent upon parents and yet they they don't care about any of that, right? They have their own needs, their own personality. And, and that's I'm sure only more true as they get older uh, when they can actually tell you what they think about what you are doing uh, and who you are. Yeah. Um, and so you have to, I imagine it's a real struggle to, to both uh, take pride in a baby and also sort of learn to not be possessive of it as, as somebody who has, who's developing their own personality and, uh, and trying to support and nurture that. So, so do you have Mother's Day plans, Ember, y- yourself?
2: Um, work, I um, mean, yeah. you know, it was my, my main Mother's Day plan. We, we had a little bit of some celebration yesterday just because we knew that I'd be busy today. Um, the The negative of of being at a church is that unless you intentionally plan for a Sunday off, then, then you you're going to be busy. Uh, and so yesterday we went to a bookstore. We uh, ordered some Egyptian food that was just from around the corner, and that was delicious. Um, and uh, you know, so we we got some new books. And then uh, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, Beck and I had decided to purchase each other um, Fial Ravens. Uh, backpacks as as our Mother's Day present for each other. And so uh, we, we did get those in time, luckily. And we, we walked around with them yesterday as part of our celebration. And so we're planning like a nice lunch today. And think we might do something as adventurous as go out to 7-Eleven. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to, um, I think Jude's words uh, ring true, that that her and I get to choose what we're going to do today <laughs> and a little bit less so. Uh, that the kids get to choose what to do today. Um, and I mean, gosh, that's that's a weird thing having uh, come from from uh, Vietnam and really most other countries have like all these other multitude of days. Because I remember as a kid growing up, you always ask, Is there a kids' day? And you know, the parent response was, you know, kids' day is every day. But in a lot of other, like literally most other countries, there is like International Children's Day, there is um, Women's Day, there's um, Workers' Day, there's all these other days. It's 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 a little bit strange, you know, being back um, in, in this dynamic where it's pretty much like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and like that's you know, um, yeah. <laughs> the, the the very limited holiday experience of the United States is a little bit strange to be back in.
0: Yeah, I, I suspect that's a, a consequence of in some ways such a. Div- uh, a diverse and multi-religious society that we have here. That uh, we're not unified by religious holidays and by a sense of unity uh, or culture. And so it's hard to, I don't know. I think if you're a Catholic, you have saints' days and feast days, and uh, you know if you're if you're a pagan, you have you know the eight eight wheels, the you know eight marks of the wheel. And there's always another holiday coming up. Uh, you know, we just passed Beltane, um, which is a beautiful thing, right? Um, that you can always look forward to something, but we don't really good. We're not really good about rituals and uh, and holidays. I think we uh, have we kind of clustered all in one big clump, and then like the rest of everything is kind of right. very banal,
2: right? But I was going to say that in Unitarian Universalism, you have the holiday of the pastor's break over the summer, and I <laughs> think that, that both you and I are looking forward to a little downtime, especially as a a new parent. I know how precious that like downtime can be.
0: Yeah, rest and recharge. Uh, It's important. Everyone should get that. I mean, I'm looking at, I mean, as you know, like family leave, right? Uh, 12 weeks, pretty generous uh, in New York State. Um, And of course, in other places like Europe, it's paltry. Um, But in the US, it feels like a ton. Uh, I feel very grateful for that, this idea of the rest and relaxation and be able to take time and and really enjoy uh, one's life that's not just driven by the need to make money or 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 to work
2: so as we close are there any uh moms in your life that you might want to say something special to as we as we close out the video
0: yeah this is the first time i've had two mothers uh in my life that are you know important obviously my mom uh who i'm excited to see uh, tomorrow in person I uh, haven't seen since July um, uh, and uh, who has been joining us for our services online ever since we've gone so I, I uh, love her and appreciate her and I'm excited for that and then of course my wife who is a new mother for the very first time um, uh, this Mother's Day so uh, Kristen's been doing a great job she's uh, you know really really loves this little fellow and uh, um, we're, we've got some we had a, a nice breakfast pancakes this morning and we're going to order some good food. And we did some unwrapping of gifts already today. And there's another one that just, just came in the mail on the lick, the uh, lick of time. So um, that's good. So we're excited. We're going to have a good day, I think.
2: So I think it sounds wonderful. I am uh, already thinking of a Fourth Universalist branded uh, onesie that, that says little fellow on it. I think that <laughs> Rowan, Rowan needs a shirt you know, from, from Fourth Universalist. That says I'm little all fellow. for the
0: branded stuff. I want, you know, we get branded onesies. I want branded masks. Maybe we can give them out if people come back in September, you know, with the Fourth U logo on them, you know? Um, so I did, just did a wedding a couple of weeks ago and they had they had like wedding masks and they're be- really beautiful masks. Um, and we could have, we could, you know, work with them they could, I'm sure make a really nice one for us, so. Uh, something to think about for us. Yes, dreaming big for
2: the for the future. There, Skylar, thanks so much for for sitting down this, today and chatting with me.
0: Thanks, Ever. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks.